At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is the Eric St. Show podcast once again from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Thank you so much. I am in an exceptional mood. Let me get this out of the way first. Dear Meathead, I need questions for Dear Meathead. That's the segment each week where we bring along my wonderful 88-year-old father and you ask him questions. I think I have maybe one. Looks like Matt Kuyper sent one along. Okay, so there you go. If you have a question for Dad on Dear Meathead, uh, he would, of course, love to hear from you. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. And uh, off we go. So this show begins. And let me just tell you, I carved out the time yesterday to sit down. I had an hour and 40 minutes of telecast of Better Call Saul. I'm so happy. I am so pleased at how this went. Two for two now on shows made by Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould in terms of wrapping it up. No one wraps a show up better than these two. First Breaking Bad. Now Better Call Saul. The nicest, neatest, bow all loose ends accounted for a finite ending. It is over and done with and an excellent, absolutely excellent. Uh, nothing ridiculous in any way, shape or form. Just absolutely perfect storytelling from beginning to end. And I honestly uh, finished and not like I finished like sexually. I mean, I, I probably could have finished sexually because it was so good, but I, I finished the show and I was like, wow, that's it. That is, that is fantastic. So rarely does that happen. I mean, I, I, I talked at length with you, uh, in the last couple of days about how, you know, crawling to the finish line is that horrible, uh, way that it goes most of the time. I don't, I, I, I still can't. Uh, figure out how people can do that be so excellent at, at pulling you in and it's almost like they're punking you on purpose let's uh, get everybody wrapped up in the show and then we're going to sabotage it and make it shitty 
and no one will like the ending or the final season. I mean, Ozark, that's the latest one in my crosshairs, that whole final season. Oh, dragging on, dragging on. Why are you doing this to me? You could just feel the momentum leaving. It's like, what the fuck? All this time and energy I've put into this fucking show, and you assholes. Oh, God. Man, it really, but I remember when, uh, when the final season of Ozark came out and ding dong, Bill Simonson, huge. Oh, that is such a great, and I thought, oh, this is, he's going on and on about how great it is. This is, I hadn't yet watched it. I was like, well, that's, that's exciting. I'm actually happy to hear that because then I, I'm looking forward to actually watching it. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm extremely picky with my shows because Aram says, uh, what show had a bendy, a bad ending? Bending Game of Thrones, Dexter, and Ozark were great. Ooh, no. Well, I didn't see Dexter, and uh, a Game of Thrones and Ozark were not great. Okay, I don't know why. No, you 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 need a. Uh, you're not. Uh, that's 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 too bad. I, I probably should not have a conversation with tell about television with you because you're so wrong. Um, yeah, it's, Oh God. Yeah. Game of Thrones was great. Are you crazy? Come on. Mm-mm-mm. As soon as they got, got away from the books, which they had no choice, uh, because the idiot who wrote the books, um, Stop writing. He does. It's not finished. So they had to like choose their own ending, and uh, it just sucked. Hang on. Uh, Ozark was just it just dragged. Thank you, Amanda. Ozark ending ranks with Sopranos. Worse though, in my opinion, Ozark dragged and dragged and dragged the whole season. Not Saul. No way. No way. No how. No spoilers here. Uh, but uh, it 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 absolutely was uh, was just fantastic, and I, I I'm excited because two people I know because of me going on and on and on uh, about the show have picked it up. Kind of. Kenny is so far behind. He's, he's always been like one of these, Hey, I, I've, I've never seen breaking bad. I'm like, Oh my God, dude, what the fuck? How could you not? And he finally has jumped on board and now is losing his shit with, uh, with, with episode after episode. And he's like, yeah, man, <laughs> you were right. This is great. I I'm sitting here putting in the miles on the treadmill. <laughs> And this is fucking awesome, man. Walter White's a badass. <laughs> Ow! Ooh. And then Stevie, who at one point was like, I, I'm not, I saw socks. I was bored one episode. And it was like, come on, stick with it. Let it unfold. Let's stick with the show. Okay. And now she's like, whoa, yeah, I love it. Uh, sorry, I, Stevie doesn't sound like Maureen. Hi, handsome boy. I, I want to see, I want to, 
I want to see Saul all the time. Hi, Animal Boy. When can I meet that guy? I want to see Saul all the time. I want to see O'Neal all the time. Jason Mace says, Worst ending ever was Terra Nova on Fox. Uh-oh. If you say so. Season ended on a cliffhanger that never came back. LMAO. That does happen. That does happen. Shit, man. I invested a lot of time into the film. Uh, not film. <clears throat> uh, Netflix series Mindhunter. And then he bailed on it. It's like, come on, man. I was loving that. I was just loving that show as much as, I mean, I love true crime and uh, based on real stories, uh, real serial killers. Megan with another gem. Worst ending ever lost. Yeah, that sucked. Oh my God. I would say most shows I've watched have sucked. Most shows I've watched have sucked. I Lost was so bad that I barely remember. I just remember uh, some weirdo, I think his name was Ben, turning a crank and then the island would spin around or something like that. And then it was really cold down there where the crank was. That's about all I remember from Lost. And then... It, it was all a blur. I was so pissed with how that thing went. It just stunk. Uh, Kenny says, they might have bad endings, but it's the worst. Hey, <laughs> they might have bad endings, but it's the worst thing ever when a show gets canceled and people who were watching it get no ending. You're darn right. All right. Uh, I went and actually I'm continuing to watch uh, now El Camino. So again, if you've never done this before, start with Breaking Bad, watch the film El Camino, and then go watch. You can even watch El Camino while you're watching Better Call Saul. It's it's just, I'm raving. Someone said Vince Gilligan, the writer of uh, Breaking Bad and Saul, the writer-director, said that uh, he put out a show called Battle Creek, one season, 13 episodes. Um, and, uh, and But I, I don't think anybody watched the thing, but I, I love the way that guy makes uh, TV. Tyler, who's dumb, says you can skip El Camino. Ridiculous. All right. Really, really awesome. And then I heard, I saw uh, AMC promoted that Bob Odenkirk, who plays Saul, and Giancarlo uh, Esposito, who plays Gus Fring, will be featured in two new series coming up on AMC, which might be great, but it might not because I don't think that Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould have anything to do with it. Uh, what I love about this show was the writing. The writing was, and, and, uh, the creative way they, they work everything in. It's just excellent. I know I'm uh, blathering on and on about this, but the show did not let me down. And I've talked about it long enough that damn it. I wanted to spend time 
uh, trying to get more and more of you watching these shows so that I can have somebody to talk to. I'm actually very, very excited because now Kenny is seeing uh, things on Breaking Bad that I saw years ago, and he's like, holy shit, that part! And I'm like, yep, oh my God. So then I have these little conversations with him. Okay, once again, dear Meathead, I need questions. I I had one, one question from Matt Kuypers. I'll read to my dad. I have a group of friends at work that used to go, that call... (laughs) Used to go by a certain name. A bunch of them quit, and now the people that are still at work don't want to be associated with that name. Should I tell them to suck it up and use the name, or should he just drop it and think of a new name? Yeah, that's going to confuse him, Matt. Uh, we, I, I, I understand what you're shooting for there, but that's far from the word I like to use is pithy. Okay. Uh, no big deal. So I might, Matt, I love you, but I might not even use that one. So now we have zero. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. This may be the shortest version of Dear Meathead ever. He's going to be here in 45 minutes, and I have no questions from you. So I don't know. Maybe this is just me calling my dad to tell him that this is the last time we're ever going to do this because... Uh, anyone who wants to participate has either left or does not want to participate anymore. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm going to break your heart. But uh, uh, the audience is obviously in a uh, uh, take, take, take mood. No give. And that's how it's going to be, Dad. I'm, I'm really, I'm going to break his heart because of you. So 44 minutes till dear meathead happens. I don't know. Maybe I'm asking too much. Is there nothing going on in your lives that makes you, that you can just send a one line question off Eric at ericzancho.com for this poor man who lives to do this segment. Are we doing my show again? I had a uh, conversation with him yesterday and it was like this. Uh, yeah, dad, I'm just uh, painting. Oh, I hate painting. I, uh, it's not so bad. Once you get going, what are you painting? I go, uh, I'm painting a bedroom and, uh, a, a bedroom and a closet. He goes inside or outside. And I hear Joanne laughing in the background and I go, well, inside. I mean, I'm not going to say, yeah, Hey, uh, let's go. Uh, Hey, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm just going to go outside into the bedroom. And he laughed. I think he realized this is brain is sometimes a little crispy uh eric at ericzaneshow.com if you have a question for dad on dear meathead okay now for you folks on facebook twitter and youtube it's time to send you off out the door actually before i do that i need to tell you this story um so just as a throwaway moment I better hold on a second. I got to call Pooh. Hello? Yeah, Daisy barged her way in here. Can you grab the door for me? 
<laughs> I could have just done it instead of calling you, but you know, I I'm, I'm kind of in in a groove here. She just she just hits the door with her head. Oh my god. Okay. 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 I'm on my way. Okay. Thanks. Queen of the Forest. Kyler. Sent me a uh, text. He copied the world-famous Kevin Kuypers. Uh, he sent me a text of our pal Free Beer. I didn't say anything bad about the picture. I swear to God I didn't. It's a nice picture. It's a picture of Freebeer cutting his wedding cake with his new his new bride. And uh it's it's a it's a cake that has the husband and wife are donuts on top, and then there's six little donut holes around them um because they each have three kids. So all right, I actually thought that was pretty cute and the cake looks great and everybody looks fantastic. I said this all on the podcast, on the Patreon. And the reason why I brought it up is because Kyler sent me the fucking picture. And then he uh, he's, he wrote something silly that I don't want to repeat about this lady. I don't know who she is. I have no, I mean, I know her name because I've heard it mentioned, but I, I don't know her. Um, he said something ridiculous that I'm not going to say you asshole. And then Kuypers says she looks 20. She does. She's, she's young. I mean, there's no question. Free beer out, kick the coverage. Well, Okay. Then I took that picture. I cropped out the little kid. There's some kid in there. And then all I did was to the 250 people that follow me on Patreon, I posted that picture. Whatever. Sometimes I just post pictures. Sometimes I just post pictures on there for no apparent reason. I didn't say anything about the picture. I wrote Patreon starts at uh, noon or something like that. That's it. Within seconds, somehow someone takes that and runs over to the Free Beer and Hot Wings Reddit. And I didn't even know about this until well after the fact. And someone uh, known as Big Sun 5267, who I guess is on Patreon, I don't know. Uh, wrote how to promote your Patreon when the high point of your career ended after you got fired from the only radio show people cared cared about you on. And that's all the person wrote. So this goes ape shit. Everybody freaks out. And they, these are all the people that have spent the greater part of their days uh, just attacking that whole show for whatever reason they their for their audience has similar to mine has turned on them. Well, now they they're, they're not turned on them because all they had to, this guy had to do had to insinuate that I was doing something, uh, uh rude and insulting 
and holy shit, it blows up. And these people just start killing me. Oh my God. Saying the meanest, I'm a creep and this is the worst thing ever. And oh, Jesus. I discovered he had a podcast last year and decided to give it a listen since I liked when he was on the show. Figured it may be a little different thing. I was about five podcasts in. I couldn't deal with the cringe. His first podcast just reeks of desperation. And I'm sure he was buzzed while doing it. I feel pity for the, I felt pity for the guy. But seeing him attempt to bully the FBHW guys via social is just petty and annoying. Especially since many of the crew have brought up therapy <laughs> and how tough COVID was on them mentally. Oh, well. Oh, my God. This guy wrote, yeah, he's shit, but he is definitely 100% sober. Ah, I apologize for that. It sounded like you had a drink or two before the first podcast. I'll make an appropriate edit. I don't give a shit. Uh, uh, this one. I remember when Anthony Kubia got fired and Zane practically danced around the studio about it. He said some of the effect of good luck making a podcast in your mom's basement or something like that. Now dude can barely get by without the sponsorship help of oil change places and HVAC repair guys. What a, f uh, I can't, I need my glasses. What a fucking hump. All right. Didn't think he could sink any lower after interviewing Joe's ex-girlfriend, but apparently he hasn't reached the bottom yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is all Kyler's fault. The guy who started it all, Big Son 5267, wrote, Yeah, he recently cannibalized the original Zaniacs to feed his newer listeners. All those people who helped him build that podcast room are no longer with him without any sarcasm. It was one of the smartest things he's done since the podcast started. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Uh, same guy writes, this has been my fun for the day. Whenever Zane reads this thread, you're welcome for the content. Thank you. Please donate my commission to Idiots for Underdogs. And I wrote, well, now that's something we can all get behind. I salute you. Zane's a sad moron who needs to get a real job. I don't know. I kind of like the, the job I have. This is great. How about this one? It's not just pathetic. It's literally all he has. He's burned every bridge he's ever crossed in radio, got himself blacklisted, so now can only do a podcast for the other sad, angry little men. Ladies, that has to bother you when this person says it. Sad, angry little men that followed him from the show in a desperate bid to gain even more paid listeners he has to forcibly piggyback on the biggest thing he has ever or will ever be a part of a mid-tier morning radio show that has all but erased him from their history. <laughs> and then someone wrote, yeah, but they, they have them every Saturday on pre-beer and hot wings. 
Fine. They didn't erase him from their past. They erased him from their present. Oh, fuck. This is, this is great. And if, uh, how about this one? If you see this, Zane, this is fucking creepy. This guy, the original poster, right? Oh, he sees this. He's reading it right now, deciding which ones to talk about on the show. We're just free content. Oh, shit. That is fucking sweet. There, um, let's see. After that, I wrote, correct. This guy gets it. Thanks for posting. And I'm minus 54. Because the way this works is you like, if you like the comment, you hit the up arrow. You don't like the comment, you hit the down arrow. So, you know, most people are like plus 30 whenever they call me a fucking asshole. I'm a minus 54. So this all goes on. Um, and this guy writes, this is like the third or fourth time recently that he's used free burnout wings as clickbait for his show. And I wrote, oh, no, no, I've done it way more times than that. You just missed it. <laughs> All right. So that's great. And then I got banned. Well, okay. So I keep forgetting my password for these stupid Reddit accounts. So I'll make a new one. And whenever I make a new one, I get banned from their page. So Reddit finally got wise to it and said, not only are you banned, from that page, but we're banning you for three days because you keep trying to circumvent their bannings. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, now my funds wrecked for a few days. Come on. That was great. Thank you. I'm very appreciative of that. <laughs> and I, so again, the path of Kyler to me, Thank you, Game Trickster Pizza Time. Rating with a pizza time is rating with a party of one. <laughs> so, all right. Um, Kyler sends the picture. He's mean about the picture. Whatever. And I just post the picture. And I on the Patreon, I said, I don't have a problem with any of this. Look at Greg. He looks fantastic. The wife is stone cold stunner. And he's cutting a, a wedding cake. All I did was posted the picture and said, Hey, the Patreon starts in 10 minutes. It was a warning. It was like a two minute warning, letting them know that, Hey, I'm about to go live with that picture. And these people go crazy. Oh my God. And uh, so that's that's where it leaves us now. This is all Kyler's fault. Uh, Josh writes, anyone that's writing, quote, it's sad that dot, dot, dot on Reddit does not understand the meaning of irony. However, as this unfolded, uh, one of these people reached out to me and, and actually asked me a, a couple of legit questions. Someone asked me, Hans Gruber lives, asked me this. 
There is nothing uh, that uh, brings me more joy than trolling. He asked me if I like being a troll. And I said, yes, there's nothing that brings me more joy than trolling people on Reddit. I was born to do this. Uh, I would have responded on the thread, but I got blocked. And he says, okay, but why bother? And I says, well, I didn't start this one. I posted a Patreon and someone ran to Reddit to talk about it. I didn't say anything mean to anybody. So when I saw the amount of response the post got after whoever posted about me, I joined in. I didn't attack anybody, but in addition to be fun to get people all in a huff, I benefit greatly from the chatter. And that's true. It's remarkable. There's always an immediate and massive uptick in downloads whenever this happens. Essentially, it's excellent exposure and good for business. Uh, and then this guy says, didn't you say a few months ago that you were moving past Freebeer and Hot Wings as it wasn't good for you to dwell on the past? And I answered. I said, correct. I did say that. I've kind of stuck to that. I mean, I do not listen at all. That's the big thing. Will I still make a comment here and there? Well, sure. He asked, what was the breaking point for you? And I go, concerning? More specific, please. This guy says, well, it's hard to be specific because it seems like every so often there seems to be a blow up. And right now there's not. Uh, The thing with Steve at the grocery store, the Twitter beef interviewing Joe's ex. And I said, well, uh, a lot of this is done to build interest in the podcast. The grocery store thing was my old uh, one-week morning partner, Kyle. Wars are also good for business. The Joe thing was different, but no doubt there was benefit. It was done for a different reason, though. Ashley contacted me originally once I saw the... Uh, actually, I do not want to say that. I mean, I'm reading my own words, and I almost burgundied it. Uh, but I indicated that I could not let Joe go unchecked. <clears throat> um... Feel free to ask me anything you want. What happened between you and Freebird and Hot Wings? Their telling of the separation and follow-up interaction seems different from yours. I wrote, well, I'm not entirely sure what they said. It was quite a while back. However, I told it like I remembered at the time, and they didn't see it that way. Uh, How do you know Joe's ex is being 100% truthful and not either embellishing or leaving things out? I responded with, well, if you recall, when I had her on, we were very careful in how we worded things. The last thing I wanted was to be sued for slander. Even if it's true, that can be very tricky. So we only talked about the things Joe and Hot Wings addressed about her and me during his meltdown. They said she faked a pregnancy and that uh, she had battered Joe. She challenged those two things, and and I believe her. She also talked to me one-on-one about many other aspects of her story that I cannot discuss. However, rest assured, what was said on the radio, there is a lot more to that. This guy says, but nothing was presented that corroborates her side. Are there texts where Joe admits doing things to her? You said you saw pics. Are they pics of Joe doing anything or an aftermath with no visual, visual indication of how any marks were made? You'd have to admit, this person continues, after hearing you say you're done with him, you you can understand why it might be hard to take what you're saying at face value, particularly in light of some obvious hard feelings. And then I wrote, well, that's kind of the territory that I shouldn't speak of, but yes, there's plenty. But we weren't going to open that can of worms publicly for the reasons I explained. I don't want to get sued. Two different things. The seriousness of that whole escapade 
which her and I were thrust into, mind you, is way different than busting balls from time to time. This guy says, how were you thrust into it? Wasn't it something between her and Joe? And I wrote, yes, but he referenced me during his meltdown about being threatened with firing. He also suggested I bullied him. Some argued he didn't, but he did. That's how I saw it. So I was actually appreciative that he wrote that. And, and again, this all goes back to Kyler. I blame him for everything. Kyler started all of this, and it's hilarious. Logan, with a horrible comment, what's the over-under on how many months till the next FBHW divorce? That's funny, though, all right? That actually is funny. We can actually pass the hat around and throw in guesses. I do think that the current marriage, it is, I am of the opinion that that is going to end horribly. I just, I can't shake it. It just, it seems to me that Greg would have rushed into that. And, oh boy. Jesse says, get a VPN and make a new account, LOL, to get on Reddit. Eh, I just got to wait three days. I'll be back in business. Adam says, I hope it does not happen. Who's still married? Well, Freebeer's married now. And Steve is still married. Okay. Thank you if you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, You can, of course, download the audio of this podcast wherever you download shows. And if you want the show uninterrupted, you got to go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Uh, Now we have one, two, three. Look at all these questions for Dear Meathead. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'll send you on your way now. Thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Uh, Bang on their door to contribute to the booze collection. Frank Fuss brings you my YouTube channel. And as always, you can download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Subscribe on your favorite platform. Liz Cheney is out. What an ass kicking. 
Okay, this is the lady. You've seen her. Uh, the daughter of Dick Cheney. Member of Congress from the state of Wyoming. Republican hates Trump. She was up in a primary. She had a, was being challenged in a primary in the state of Wyoming. Now, typically that's, uh, that's, that's hard to unseat uh, a person in the primary, but in Wyoming, that's a, that's a really red state. So that's, that's the big one. If you win the primary, you, you win, you will win if there's any democratic challenger, because that's a super red state. You know, you got all these shit kicking cowboys and, uh, Trump lovers, they love Trump. Oh my God. They hate Liz Cheney. She got annihilated by like 37% of the vote. It was such a slaughter. It's not even doing it justice to call it a landslide. Oh my God. I posted about this. Wyoming dirt people strike back. Uh, strike back. Liz Cheney loses primary to some hag Trump told everyone to vote for. Okay. If Trump actually had a lesbian, no, a transgendered black person who was going against Liz Cheney and Trump said, we need to vote for this transgendered black person. Uh, the idiots in Wyoming would have voted for the transgendered black person over Liz Cheney. That's how much she had no chance to win this thing. My God. Jesus. Slaughtered. Some of the comments on my post. I do have still some red staters hanging around. Mike wrote good. Thomas insulted Mike. Tony wrote cult leader. And I believe that. I believe that the whole Trump thing is it is a cult. It and that and he, you know, if this guy runs, he could very well win. Holy shit. And then what? Cole writes, the silent majority takes out another babbling idiot. Get used to it, Zane. The liberal media is about to get its feelings kicked in. Oh, shit. Aaron writes, you left holes. Have a nice evening. November is going to be a bitch. We've had enough of your communist bullshit okay then and then he gives me a kermit the frog meme wow okay well that's concerning that is really concerning i'll tell you this it's going to be entertaining it's going to be very entertaining the November election is going to be super entertaining. I'm really anxious on a local level to see 
if uh, uh, what's the chick's name? Tudor Dixon can take out Whitmer. If she does, oh my God. You see, what you have here is in uh, Wyoming, the chick who won, her name is uh, Harriet Hageman, I believe. She is a um, uh, election denier. And so is Tudor Dixon, the chick running for uh, governor in Michigan as a Republican. These are the people that say the election was rigged. You got uh, uh, that chick who's running for governor of Arizona, too. You got members of um, people that are running for um, secretary of state in states that are election deniers. So the people that are going to oversee the next series of elections, um, the people that are running are election deniers. So that is that's insanity to me. And oh my God, in Michigan in particular, you have uh, an election denier running for governor as a Republican. You have an election denier running as attorney general, and you have an election denier running as secretary of state. Shit. If they win the fireworks that will erupt. Oh my God. Oh fuck. They're going to, if they win that election, what they're going to do is they're going to hire that bitch who had the pizza joint in Holland, the dumb Polish bitch, and probably make her part of the state cabinet. Uh, They're going to take the guy who was giving haircuts during COVID and make him in charge of something. They're going to, you're going to make that asshole Ryan Kelly probably in charge. All these assholes are going to be in charge of the state. And they're going to go door to door, kicking in doors, and want to just slaughter people like me. Common sense individuals who are right. My God. Jesse writes, my father-in-law is hardcore sucking Trump's Dick still. Facebook QAnon believer. Oh, God. How do you, fuck. What are those conversations like? And, and if they start, are you just kind of like, want to get away? Are you just trying to get away? Get, I mean, get the hell out of the room? Oh, my God. So now Liz Cheney, the idea um, surrounding her is, uh, if you look at this, Liz Cheney for president 2024 Tyler out of Winnipeg, Manitoba writes already a top seller. She will run and she could win Dems unhappy with sleepy Joe and the socialists and moderates on the right. Make up a huge number today on the today show. Savannah Guthrie pressed Liz Cheney about this. She dodged, um, but I, you know, that she might appeal to your old pal, Eric Zane. And that's what Tyler is saying there with that comment. Um, I'm a little bit concerned though on um, what, uh, how she would stand about gay rights and abortion because if she, cause she's a Republican 
But so if she says, well, you know, uh, I support Roe v. Wade, that is going to be a problem. And it's like, Eric Zane, how can you possibly support Roe v. Wade? You're a Catholic. Or how can you possibly support gay rights? You're a Catholic. Let me tell you something. If it boils down to religion, first of all, that's between me and God. And if I'm willing to die and go to the pearly gates, and then I am immediately summoned to the corner office to have a discussion about how I feel, well, then so be it. In my earthly life, this is what I stand for, and this is what I believe. To be specific, as I've indicated before, if any of you sick assholes have an abortion because uh, you just like having abortions or you just want to get rid of a baby, I hope you go to hell. You're an asshole. You're the worst. You're a freaking murderer. But if your choice is to murder your baby, that's your decision. And I can't tell you what to do. All right. I've made this very clear. So I support women who want to have abortions. Do I hate you because you're having an abortion? Of course. You're a crazy ass baby murderer. But that's your decision. All right. A lot of ground being covered. Very happy with how this has gone so far. Don't forget about the Patreon. The Patreon happens uh, soon after I finish this podcast. It's been the same for almost four years. This is what I've been doing. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane is uh, one of the many ways that I'm able to keep doing this. It's an additional podcast uh, each and every day for the super fans. So if you like this podcast and you want to help me out, uh, throw a 5 or $10 donation my way, and then I give you hours and hours of content each and every week. Get you through your listening. Because some of you, I mean, you sit for hours a day at a desk, and uh, you need something to listen to. So if you like this podcast, the free one, you can get it commercial-free. Uh, I, I usually go about uh, 40 minutes or so in addition to this, and then I uh, wrap up the podcast day. It's patreon.com. Slash Eric Zane. $5 a month is all the audio. $10 a month is the audio, the video, and the live streams. Someone on that Reddit thread said, I don't know how he's doing it. He can't possibly be making a living doing what he's doing. No, I have. I actually have. And like, oh, all he does is drive limo. I think I drive limo maybe four or five times a year. It's like I do it when uh, I Justin will send me a text from affordable and say, I really need you. I need you to do this job. All right, I'll do it. That's how that goes. So, I mean, honestly, I have been able to carve out a living somehow uh, building this from, uh, from nothing. So if you are a person that does hate on me and suggests that I don't have a job, I absolutely have a job. This is my job. Hold up. Hey, don't start you two. Daisy. Daisy. Fuck it off. 
licking Bruce's ears is going to get him aroused, and then he's going to hump her, and then that's bad. These dogs. <sighs> anyway, how do I do it? The sponsors, for God's sake. Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, that's who I'd like you to call. Anywhere in the union, so it doesn't matter where you're listening. There are exceptions, though. South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. The rest of you, if you need a mortgage, uh, consider calling Mario. NMLS number 3035. TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Uh, the site of Paintball War number 19. Uh, that happened just on Sunday. Thank you so much. tcpaintballgr.com. You can drop in during the week. Wednesdays are Ladies' Day and Little League Day. You can head over there, drop in, and play. Saturdays. Good idea to make a reservation. So whether you have a bachelor party, uh, workplace team building, your bro friends getting together, do that on Saturday. Call ahead and book a time at TC Paintball. A lot of fun. The Kent County Health Department reminds you that their website, accesskent.com slash health, has everything you need when it comes to information about the WIC program. If you are down on your luck, which is you, uh, a lot of the people that are um, the group formerly known as Zaniacs, all of them are on WIC. Um, they are all taking advantage of the system, though. I mean, they're doing it uh, and you know, so that they don't have to work, and that's unfortunate. Hopefully, the law will catch up with them. But if you are a law-abiding citizen and don't want to scam anybody, and you are hungry, uh, call upon the Kent County Health Department. Get more information about the WIC program. If you are a teacher in the state of Minnesota, this is unbelievable. (laughs) If you are a teacher in the state of Minnesota and you've been teaching for 35 years and you are white, And the the teacher in the next classroom has been teaching for one day and is black. In the state of, uh, I'm sorry, in the uh, community of Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Teachers Union has agreed to this. Minneapolis Teachers Union. And the word comes down that a teacher must be laid off. The union in Minneapolis Okay, all right, we got a 35-year uh, a, a veteran teacher who's been doing this for that long, is white, and then this one has been working for one day and is black. Who are we going to lay off? The white one. I mean, it actually is written down. Lay off the whites. <laughs> oh, shit. How could you... Who's in charge of the union in Minneapolis to agree to that? What the fuck? The story is going around and it's just fantastic. The agreement reached last spring exempts teachers from, quote, underrepresented populations from seniority-based layoffs. 
Wow. Let's get into this. An agreement between the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers Union and the school district states that white teachers will be laid off before teachers of color, regardless of their seniority. That seems like illegal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I support it. I mean, of course. Of course I would support that. In this day and age, that's what you want. Especially if you're a community. Uh, you know, reeling from Derek Chauvin killing George Floyd. This is how the healing begins. You take white people and you take away their rights and give them to the black people. That is that is the only effective way of healing. They should take it a step further in Minneapolis and say that if you are a white person and you have a dollar, that dollar is now only worth 50 cents within city limits. That should be the next thing they should do. The agreement, which was reached to end a two-week teacher strike last spring, says that starting this school year, if accessing a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site, the district shall excess. I think excess is supposed to be laying off. The district shall excess the next last senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population. So if you're the next in line to get laid off, and you're black. They will say, no, you are not going to be laid off. We're going to make the next least white teacher. Now, I gave the example of someone who's 35 years, but that could be if, if everyone, uh, in addition to the uh, uh, white teacher that has 35 years experience, has more experience than her, but that's a very extreme example. But you get what I'm saying. They're saying, they're saying, Black people are cool. They're not getting laid off. We're going to lay off Whitey. Holy shit. Accessing teachers is the process by which staff are reduced at a particular school due to a drop in enrollment, funding, or other reasons. The agreement further goes on to say that when reinstating teachers, quote, the district shall prioritize the recall of a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the district. All right, this is great. This is the way it should be. In fact, where I live in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan, may be the whitest place on the planet. I am not kidding you. There's 7,300 people at the last census, well, not uh, counting, in 2019 for Hudsonville, Michigan. Right here. 7,300 people in Hudsonville. There are 80 black people of those 7,300. 1.1%. If you were to take those numbers, 1.1%, and there's 400 and some odd number of teachers within the Hudsonville School District. 
Uh, I, the, if I remember, I did the math last yesterday. It's about, there should be out of all those teachers, about four point something teachers, uh, that are black. So they should do this nationwide. So those four black teachers, and that's if those odds hold true or those, uh, those, uh, st- those percentages hold true. I, I don't know if we actually do have 4% or four black teachers, we might have zero. I don't know. But we need more, frankly. Um, wow, this is incredible. According to the agreement, the purpose of the policies is to solve for, quote, past discrimination uh, by the district which the agreement said disproportionately impacted the hiring of unrepresented teachers in the district as compared to the relevant labor market and the community and resulted in a lack of diversity of teachers. So they're slowly like making it more diverse. Well, you got to start somewhere, right? I mean, uh, sometimes these uh, processes are a little messy. And uh, if if we're going to, if we're going to do this right, You know, uh, you gotta, it has to happen. According to the star tribune, 50 teachers of color will be losing their positions this fall due to cuts tied to enrollment losses. In a summary of the agreement, the union says the policies will move the district closer to safe and stable schools. Steve. Okay. Here's the best part. Students need educators who look like them and who they can relate to. It's the Mel Tucker rule. How do you think Kenneth uh, Kenneth Walker wound up at Michigan State? He didn't even visit the campus. He saw that Mel Tucker was the coach, and he said, I'm going to that school because the coach, I'm not even bullshitting. That's true. You should have black teachers in the school. Okay? I mean, besides, if you're a white educator... And you've got all black kids in your school. And one of the students gets something stuck in their craw. You know who's going to get their ass kicked? The teacher. You know, you should probably say, this sounds like a good idea. I'm all for it and support it. Uh, Students need uh, educators who look like them and who they can relate to, the document says. This language gives us the ability to identify and address issues that contribute to disproportionately high turnover of educators of color. Edward Barlow, a band teacher and member of the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers Executive Board, told the Star Tribune that the agreement can be a national model for finding ways to retain teachers of color. Is it fair? Doesn't have to be. Tough shit. Get over it. The agreement states that these policies will no longer be in effect when the diversity of teachers in the district represents the community and labor market. So they're trying to, like, balance the scales here. I see nothing wrong with this. Everybody's making a big deal about it because they're saying, Oh, my God, a teacher, my teacher's getting fired because... Because it, because they're they're black and uh, shut up. So what? Give me a break. This is what we need in all. You know what? And it should be the same thing for the NFL, but in reverse. 
or basketball. Basketball is the big one. Okay? We need to have it so that uh, when basketball teams have uh, 12 guys on the team and they're all black, that is underrepresenting white people. So we need to start cutting black guys out of the NBA to allow for a balanced amount of white people. At any one point, okay, if there is 10 guys on a basketball court, five have to be white. It'll turn into the shittiest basketball league that has ever existed. All right. It is time for Dear Meathead. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Before I get to dad, though, uh, I got to get these out of the way. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Love them. If you have any issues with your heating and cooling, that's who you call. Get a new furnace installed. Comfort maker brand, the best in the business. Call upon them, 616-516-8579. Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A. Sarah Honda Granville.com. Shop in person right on Kenowa Avenue in Granville next to the Cracker Barrel. Visit. They've got a terrific showroom full of certified pre-owned available for you. I should say lot. And then when it comes to brand new cars, you will be pre-ordering. But still... A great deal going on at Sarah Honda Granville. Loving the fact that they are doing this. If you qualify, and you will, if you are not part of the group formerly known as the Zaniacs, 0% financing on 2022 pilots and passports available on the lot. 0% financing. Your uh, your money is as good as cash. Or your cash is, is uh, you're paying uh, uh, no interest on it, which means, same as cash on the financing. And that is awesome. All right. Thank you to Sarah Honda Granville. Bennett Flooring Installation. They'll be at my house Saturday to install the bedroom flooring. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. Reach out to them if you are in West Michigan. You will get a... Uh, estimate they'll measure the room let you know how much it's going to cost to install the flooring this is great because they encourage you to take care of a lot of the heavy lifting work like ripping out the old stuff which i did and uh, that saves you money if you want full service you can get that too but call upon them today and the flooring that i want you to install i want it to come from johnson carpet one discount outlet in granville michigan right along chicago drive they are behind the little caesar's Ugly tan building, beige building, small red sign, Johnson Carpet One discount outlet. Mention my name, save 10%. All right. Hello. Grand Rapids. Hello, Eric. Hi, Dad. How are you? I'm well. How about uh, the whole thing? Every, everything's great. Everything's great. You know, it's been uh, it's been a quiet quite a summer. Uh, actually, it has. We we haven't done a lot this summer, 
but it's still, you know, just great to be able to uh, talk to you. So welcome in. Well, thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Uh, what's on tap for today? Well, right now, uh, just to try to open my eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, think of the things that I got to say, maybe, and say hello to Ram. Yeah, that's funny. He's uh, he. I, I have a question right here from him. He wants because yesterday was election day in some parts of the country, uh, some some local elections, and uh, November is the big one. And he has a question. He says, "Have you ever thought that the election in America is rigged, or in the state of Michigan? Have you ever?" thought that possibly the election could have been rigged? Well, I don't think so as far as that goes. I don't but, either. Uh, there's, there's a lot goes into election, you know. Uh, I'm not a political person, so I don't pay a whole right. lot of attention to it. But you remember when Trump won, or uh, when Trump lost, when Biden won, Trump was like, oh, no, it was a scam. No, I, I don't get involved in that end of it. Okay. Uh, politically, I'm not too much. Uh, yeah. Trying to find the right word for it. Yeah, I can't you know, think of it. You would, you would probably say it's not your forte. That's true. What is it, Joanne? Washington's a scam. Joanne says Washington oh, is a scam. Washington's a scam. Okay, you know I hear a lot. I hear that a lot from people. They're like, "Oh, it's just it's just a bunch of uh, crooks in Washington," you know. Well, that's what I think. Okay, uh, I'm not into it. I'm, I'm not knowledgeable. Yeah, it sounds like Joanne's got a handle on it, though, Dad. Oh, she does. She uh, she's pretty adamant about how things go and does uh does joanne tell you who to vote for no <laughs> you know no, i uh <laughs> i just don't get into it okay uh, politically i don't because i'm i have very little knowledge about that hey you know what but i vote i, I vote well I, yeah I don't really uh, yeah. president, right know. on, right on. Yeah, I get you. You know, you might like uh, watch a debate or see a commercial, and you and then you like like the guy or the girl, right? Something like that. Okay. Yeah, we watch a debate. What do you think? Have you have you heard of the name Tudor Dixon yet? Yeah. Joanne has. Yeah. What what Joanne? What do you think of Tudor Dixon? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I don't want what we got, and she's not. A, I mean, she's against abortion. Oh yeah, dude. Dixon is like, uh, she's uh, she's even gone on to say that, like, even in the cases of rape and incest, that she's against abortion. Yeah, that part I don't like. Yeah, that's a little weird, you know. Basically, I don't uh, agree with abortion unless there's a, a reason like that. Right. Right. I well, think that got me on the fence because the other one believes in abortion. Whitmer loves abortion. She's probably having one right now. And I like her. I think she's done a good job, but I don't like that belief. Oh, it's the whole abortion thing. Gotcha. For me, it is. Right, right, right. 
Uh, how about this one, Dad? Nathan writes, Dear Meathead, have you ever questioned your faith in God? No. So as soon as you became a believer, it's like you've never like, hey, I don't know if this is right. You know? I've never veered off. No, no. About any subject that involves God. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I remember when we were growing up, um, you would, uh, I, I don't know if it was necessarily the same thing. Didn't you think a little differently when you were younger? No. No? Oh. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, that's the way oh. it was. You always believed in God. Wait, 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 wait. What? You were raised in the church by your mother. Aha. Uh -huh. I was raised in yeah. church. Like, That's true. Yeah, I remember Grandma was super religious. A, I, I went to church with my mom with a book of coloring, a coloring book and all that. Yeah. Uh, I was a little kid, you know. So was it like a religious coloring book? I don't know. We didn't have no religious books in where I was born and raised. Okay, so Grandma said, all right, I'm going to pray and you color, and then that's it. Yeah, I I was just a little child. I remember that. Okay. I'm I remember I was on my knees and then the bench uh, was my table. Yep. And uh, people were sitting around me. Uh-huh. Some little kid, you know, what the heck. Was this one of those churches where if you kind of acted out, they, like, would hit you? No. Okay. All right. But, the, wow, I remember the priest. It was not a priest that we see here. No, no, no. Just an individual man, clothes with whatever, but I don't remember too much about it. I was just a little kid. Right, right. Boy, that but, is uh, uh, that 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 sounds like risky business to me to be in a a country like Iran and you're practicing Christianity. Oh yeah, I, no, yeah, we really were not exactly loved out there. Uh, there were about one hundred uh, or one million Armenians hanging around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, that, uh, that that could be rough. And I really, uh, I, I had to fight my way. I, when I matured a little bit, yep, uh, yep. I ended up having a, a group of kids. Well, I say kids, about my age. They were my, and some of them were like the Army people. Right, right, right. Well, I'm glad that... Um, that 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 you were able to do that. I mean, that's that's uh, that that's tricky to be sure. Uh, well, it was a life of its own. Let me tell you. Hey, Dad. Uh, Brandis here. This uh, very nice lady, Brandis. I think she's getting into. Uh, are you familiar with a sport called roller derby? Yes. Yeah, that was. Remember back in the seventies, we'd see women. Yeah, yeah. Is it coming back? Yeah, it is. It is coming back. And, uh, oh. and Brandis wants to participate. Uh, and she writes, do you think 41 is too old to be a roller sturdy, uh, uh, roller derby babe? 41? No, it's just, it's just, just a kid. Yeah. You just got to stay in shape, you know, and, uh, and you gotta, yeah. yeah, I mean, get in shape and, uh, get on the skates. I would love to see that. I it's, I mean, I used to watch it on TV. Oh, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Yeah, roller derby is great, especially when they bash each other in the face. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. They, they can get hurt. 
Uh, Tyler says, dear meathead, I'm a 34 year old father of a five year old and I'm single. How would you recommend meeting girls to date? Wait a minute. And he's a what? He's 34 and he's got a, he's got a five year old, but he's sing, but he's single. Uh, how would you recommend meeting girls to date? Take the baby to the park. Oh, I thought Joanne said take the kid to the bar. <laughs> no, no. Joanne says take the kid to the park. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place. That really is. Well, you know, a lot of people now all they do is they just go online and meet somebody. But I, I kind of hate that. I do, too. I do not like that line business. Let's go to line and find somebody. Yeah, it, it's it's not line. It's online. Online, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm with no. you. I'm with you. I, I, I kind of like him, uh, you know, uh, uh, go out and, uh, and and interact with the world. and Socialize, then, you know. Yeah, socialize. Meet people. And then you never know who you're going to meet. Put well, a li- that's all right. You can decide... Uh, with the second meeting to where you're going with it. Right. It, it's all about the process. You got, you can't, to me, you can't really disrupt the process. Sure. So that's, I mean, I remember when, when, when I met Joanne, I almost lost her. Right. But that was at a bar. You picked her up, right? Well, you didn't pick me up. No, no I didn't take her out. Oh, oh, he didn't, he uh, introduce himself. Oh, he went to meet my girlfriend at the bar, and, and uh, she already had a boyfriend. Oh, so you were like the second choice? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, God. I would never let him live that down. Oh, no. He, he danced with me while he was waiting for her to get off work, and uh, he asked her if he could have my phone number, and she said no, but she would tell me about him and have me come and meet him. So we were introduced. By her. Okay. Yep. I think I do remember hearing that story. And then the rest is history. Yes. Stevie. Oh. Steve, Stevie writes, hello, Ruben. Uh, we had hydro seed. Are you familiar with what hydro seed is? That's a green stuff that they spray on dirt to get the grass to grow. It's got like uh, seed, grass seed in it. Do I to tell you something about No, I'm, I'm familiar, but I can't tell you well, anyway, she basically she got a bunch of uh, a grass seed put down, and then there was a huge rainstorm, and the seed got washed away. The land, the landscaping company wants to charge me money to reseed the lawn, but I don't think we should have to pay. What do you think? Well, I don't think I don't think it was the fault of the uh, person that did that. The no, did that. No. Uh, just going to have to reset it and uh, fight the bullet and pay the price. I agree. I mean, if she puts it down, uh, I mean, uh, that's an act of God. You can't, uh, she, uh, that that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have to pay because it rained. No, no, no. What are you doing, Stevie? Come on. That's ridiculous. That's right. She said, well, I, I think she should have probably, when she, uh, you do that, just a, I don't know, just a thought. You cover it up with something for a couple of three yeah, days. Yeah, I don't I think the. I think the point of, I don't think there was anything that was going to salvage 
the seed because we got so much rain. And it's just yeah, one of those that's things. That's right. That'll wash it right off. Yeah. Put some straw in it. That's not good, though, because you got to put straw and stuff like that, then you got to clean it up. Yeah, I, and besides, I'm I'm old-fashioned. Just go and buy some seed and scatter yeah, it on there. Redo it. Yes, come on. What are you doing hydro seed for? You're wasting your money. That's absolutely correct. It's somewhere, isn't it? Well. It's going to get grabbed somewhere. <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, all right. My, my pal Kenny has this very long email, uh, and I think he's trying to score points with a girl that he likes. So uh, he wrote, like, uh, an entire book. So I'll try to uh, put it into my own words. He met a girl. He likes her. She lives eight hours away. Uh, we agree that we should spend more time together. What are your thoughts on this? I really like her, but she lives very, very far away. That's that's trouble right from the word get-go. Yeah, okay. Everything is going to happen. Let's say that things took took a hold and they really fell in love. Yeah. They're so far apart. Some changes has to be made so you can be able to see her on a daily basis if you want it and so forth. So, How the hell are you going to travel that far, far away to see that? Unless you move in there. So. Uh, or get her to move into where you are. Yeah. So if they get to know each other, that's fine. But in order for this to progress, it's going to have to be not eight hours, more like 10 minutes apart. That's no, that's not a good thing. Okay. But, and unless you get up, you you move there, and then uh, you got family here. Uh, you move over there, you're gonna miss your family. That's gonna be nothing but an expensive proposition. Okay, so you gotta you gotta think this through, is what you're suggesting. Yeah, to think through uh, what's what's the advantage? What what does it cost me to? I don't mean just a dollar, but the mentality. Uh huh. Robert, the problem that you got to go through by sitting home and worrying about her or thinking about her, come on. Okay. Um, that is all. These are all things that are, are that need to be thought about. I agree. Uh, hopefully, they will continue to you know progress through the relationship and, and come to some happy medium because it seems like the two like each other quite a bit. Well, that's fine. That's great. That's a good... Uh, so good move. You're going to have to move. But uh, one has to move. Yes. If you're, if, if, if you're going to sit there and say, let's just be uh, uh, lovers separated by five states, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a horrible idea. Definitely bad. Okay. Okay, Dad, you're going to love this one. Tyler writes, Dear Meathead, my wife was feeding our new my wife was breastfeeding our newborn baby and I made the mistake of comparing my wife to a cow. Wow. Oh, you, that's a bad mistake. <laughs> do you have any suggestions to get me out of the dog house? There's no way you can clear that air. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. What what a what a I remember hearing about this a few days ago and I couldn't believe it. That uh, the he a bonehead mistake. <laughs> and then you say it and then you want it to be all forgotten. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll, is that'll haunt you for a while. You gotta <laughs> you gotta pay the piper. That's right. That's right. Holy cow. Back. In fact, it's ground for divorce. <laughs> hey, oh my God. <laughs> Grounds for divorce. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Your Honor, <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to divorce my husband. He called me a cow. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Well, unless, unless Whew. clear it up and help her to become a a little cow. I, I think uh, I think he was referring to the fact that it was you know the the producing the milk. It wasn't so much about like her her size. Uh, I think that that no, no, no matter how you look at that, it's going to be a cow. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how you look at it, it's going to be a cow. Oh my God! Wow! Could never live it if I call my wife a cow. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and and she just had a baby. Of course, you cock made to death. Oh yeah, I I I hope that that happens to this guy. Oh my God! Oh God! Okay. Yes, you can't call your wife a cow. What do you? Uh, and, and the thing is, the guy who said it, I know he's like super intelligent and 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 doesn't like uh, he he makes good decisions, but not this time. What a what a blunder! You know what the analogy of this is to me, my brain. How stupid of that guy to do that? If it's a joke, and you don't joke with those things. Yes. In fact, you say, honey. You're overweight. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm sure that you're not happy with it yourself. It wasn't the weight. Yeah, it wasn't the weight that made him call his wife a well, cow. It whatever, was, you know. Because she's not. She's not overweight. It's just that she was producing milk, and that's what cows do. Well, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's a bonehead mistake. Yeah, and uh, again, the quote, no matter how you look at it, it's going to be a cow. It's going to be a cow is right. You might have to buy her a car. Oh, my God. You might have to buy her a new car. A cow driving a car. Yeah. Has she always wanted a boat? You, you, yeah. Cow driving a car. Jesus. Yeah, you're actually making it worse. I'm saying that it's a reality. Yeah, well now now you're in the you know what you know what's gonna help this guy get out of the doghouse? You are going in the doghouse. He deserves to be really kicked in a butt. All right. Well, I think we're gonna end on that note. Um I I, I think you did a great job. Everybody loves you. Any final thoughts or final words? Oh hey, it's a great looking day. Partially cloudy. But it's a beautiful day. Go out, enjoy it, and rake the leaves in the house, in the yard. Yeah. And uh, just, just stick to it. 
Take, take, take your time for the day. Okay, Dad. Dad, thanks. Thanks for the weather report. Yeah, all right. Wait, wait. Joanne was saying something. Find somebody to help. Find somebody to help. Find somebody to help. All right. I love that advice. That 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 makes perfect sense. Okay. Okay. All right, Dad. I love you. How about you hugging that gorgeous girl of yours? Likewise, Joanne. I love you very much. I love you too. Bye. Okay. Okay, guys. Bye bye. See ya. Uh, some of you, I did not get to your questions. You you did come on very strong with uh, the amount of questions. I see a follow-up from Nathan. Thank you. Uh, Maureen, thank you. Uh, and Megan. And Kenny has a follow-up, of course. In general, <laughs> hey, man, how long you, would you say it takes for someone to fall in love asking for a friend? I feel like you're using me to send sweet messages to the young lady whom you are hitting it off with, the multi-talented Teresa. I feel like you're just using, you're not even looking for advice. You're just trying to score points with Teresa. I'm smitten. I'm in love. Um, but that's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind your questions and I appreciate it. Okay. That was spectacular. Bummer for Tyler. Oh, holy shit. That was just great. Man. All right. There you go. Dear me, Dead brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was, uh, that was a good time. Okay. With that behind us. Don't forget, I am on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. You want to book me for some fun? Could be a roast for somebody. Birthday wishes. Uh, words of encouragement. I remember one time on Cameo, this guy reached out to me named Timmy. Timmy D. And he said, well, uh, this is serious. I need you to offer me some words of encouragement because I'm drunk all the time and I want to not be drunk anymore. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then, uh, I see on Facebook, like the next day, or I don't know how much longer it was. He's, he's like shooting pictures of himself, like doing a beer bong, getting hammered. I'm like what the fuck? Huh? Why did you even buy? Why did you spend your money? You idiot. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. It's only 15 bucks and it's a lot of fun. Uh, meet me at Bosco's pub, Bosco's pub, uh, com. Terrific place for burgers, bar food, pub food, uh, cold beer, cheap, well drinks, eat outside, eat inside part of Terra square. Hold on a second. Daisy, what is up? Part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. I just dropped a roll of uh, uh, paper towel on her and she acted like I just hit her with an axe. 
Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. The good folks at Irvine's want to fix your car. You have a trusted place to get your vehicle repaired. Thank you to Don O, who recently went over there. Thank you, buddy. And uh, dropped his car off. Appreciate it. E-R Vines, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com, 616-532-6600. So if you're in Grand Rapids, they're, they're located right in the middle of Grand Rapids. Uh, area of uh, 44th Street, a few blocks east of 131. There's a side street called Stafford. Right down it, you see the big, beautiful sign. They're doing a renovation right now, an upgrade to the facilities. And they're getting close to having that finished. ER Vines. Irvines.com, 616-532-6600. You got comedy in West Michigan at Full House Comedy. Venues all over the place. Uh, FullHouseComedy.com. Great group of people over there. And uh, go see a comedy show. Fullhousecomedy.com. Update. On, uh, this was the story that happened over this past weekend in Texas. Some community in Texas. Some uh, local football coach who actually, I guess, uh, the guy was a uh, college football player. in, uh, And, and then um, eventually... Uh, got out of football and uh, is now uh, an assistant coach or in a, in a coach for a uh, elite level football organization in uh, Texas. Uh, football is, is a pretty big deal, man. They, they, you get kids there that are like six years old who are like committing to colleges. So um, it's, it's a pretty, pretty serious business, but it's still real little kids. These are like eight and nine year old kids. And the coach of this football team, uh, there was a brawl that broke out. And the coach of the football team uh, got shot and killed. And the guy who shot and killed him, according to the video, I'm not going to show it this time. Uh, I did show it on the Patreon. Uh, The guy who shot and killed the coach was a guy... uh, uh, by the name of uh, Jakob Talib, who is the brother of former NFL football player Akib Talib. That guy had a pretty great career. Uh, a lot of his time that he was really effective was with the uh, Denver Broncos, and he's uh, busy trying to make a name for himself as a um, as a sports broadcaster, as a color commentator during NFL games, and he's pretty good at it. I actually like Akib Tlaib. I don't think Akib is going to be doing anything more, though, because now it's coming out that Akib started the whole fight. This is crazy because it all started out with the story is that uh, Jakob Tlaib shot the coach, this dude, and... Uh, they promoted the story as Akib Talib's brother is wanted by police for shooting this coach. Well, Akib was there actually, and apparently he started the whole fucking fight. Now, in this fight, you see this coach. He's grabbed that uh, thing on the sidelines, the down and distance marker that has one, two, three, four on it. First down, second down, third. He's got it, and he's swinging it at people as they're trying to beat him up. And then someone punches this coach, uh, and he goes down, and then 
All of a sudden, he gets up, and you see Jakob Talib pull out a pistol and shoot him five times. It's horrible. And the guy goes down. He's dead. Akib Talib runs up, gets his brother, and says, hey, man, we got to go. And they get the hell out of there. And then, so, in my opinion, uh, according to that video, Akib is accessory to murder. Jakob Talib ends up uh, turning himself in. But now multiple eyewitnesses claim that Akib threw the first punch that led to his brother fatally shooting the guy. Wow. Uh, Jakob Talib is suspected in the Saturday night shooting that killed it, it was him. Uh, according to sports writer Jason Whitlock, three eyewitnesses are pointing the finger at Akib Talib for starting the whole thing. Coaches for the Dragon Elite Academy, the team that Coach Hickman served as an assistant coach, blame Akib Talib for sparking the tragedy. Akib incited the whole uproar. Dragon Elite coach Kerry Lewis said during a phone interview Monday, the game would have never been stopped had Akib not come, come over to our sideline to yell at the refs. Dragon Elite defensive coordinator Marty Bennett added, yep, Akib started it. He was the first person to throw a punch. Out of all the people... He was the one who could have de-escalated it. He was the one we all would have listened to. He could have stopped it all. Akeem's attorney, Frank Perez, says that story's inaccurate. You need to talk to all the witnesses, not just the opposing coaches. I'll be more than happy to make a statement at the end of the week when we've conducted a full investigation. The incident kicked off after a penalty was thrown that gave Dragon Elite a first down. One play later, Dragon Elite scored a go-ahead touchdown. Lewis Barnett and a third assistant, Heath Mays, described the events that led to the fatal shooting. That's when Akeem walked across the field to confront a ref. Lewis said Akeem threatened the ref. Quote, I ought to sock your bitch ass now. The assistants remember Akeem yelling. Um, that's what was so weird. All of the tension was between them and the refs, Barnett said. There was no problem between the coaches. We all know each other. Kerry Lewis and Jakob have coached together. I followed Akeem's whole career starting at Kansas. The other thing is that it was their event. They were the hosts, the Talibs. They hired and paid for the refs. The refs weren't cheating for us. So the Talibs hire the refs. The refs make a call that supports the opposing team. Akeem Talib runs over to yell at the ref. The first punch is thrown by Akib Talib. According to Mays, Hickman, the coach who got killed, attempted to pick up the football, but the person working the first down chains kicked the ball into an area where the North Dallas coaches were gathered. Hickman again tried to pick up the football, but Akib Talib swung at him. Hickman retaliated and then hit him with the yard marker. Hickman would soon find himself being jumped by multiple people and then gunshots. My God, these are eight and nine-year-old kids. There's no justification for having a weapon, having a weapon at a kid's football game. It's 90 degrees outside. You're wearing a black hoodie. None of it makes sense. Our babies were all there. Jakob's kids were there. Uh, Mike's kids. Foot, that's the coach who got shot. 
Mike's kids, football fields are supposed to be a safe haven for these kids. This is where they go to get away from the street life. They come here to feel safe. It's not like that anymore. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. Jakob uh, Tlaib's attorney, Clark Verdsall, told the AP that his client regrets the tragic loss of life but self-surrendered this morning so that me, he may have the chance to say his side of the story. Well, the side of the story is it's on video. You pulled out a gun and killed a guy, and you shot him five times. And Aqib Tlaib, his ass is screwed too. Um, he started the whole damn thing. So these guys are both fucked. They should both go to prison, prison for a very long time. My God. Cole says there's justification to have a weapon anywhere, which is true. There's no just justification to use it here. Uh, Adam says all of this from a kid's football game, right? Is that not just the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life? Man, I thought hockey moms would get wound up at the game. Fuck awful all right speaking of rage the dilemma on the zipper merge in the great state of michigan continues west michigan family escapes close call in zipper merge road rage incident okay i don't know how many times we have to go through this? Let me, first of all, play you the story. Audio. Check. Video. Check. Let us begin. Numbers flaring up on the freeway. A family is sharing their story tonight after experiencing road rage. 13 on your side's Charlie Tinker joins us live from Grand Rapids with what sparked the confrontation. Charlie. Well, Val Julian, obviously a very harrowing ordeal. He was very worried for his family and all of this over a pretty common traffic maneuver. A little Tom Brokaw influence there. Got to kind of close to Coopersville and there was a merge point. David Stouffer and the family were on their way back from the lake, moving through traffic on the freeway. There were a few cars. I was in the left lane with a few other cars. And so as he moved into a construction zone, David went into a maneuver commonly called a zipper merge. It seemed like he didn't want me to go in, but I still, I, you know, he, essentially I got in and then he started honking the horn and flipping me off. And this guy was very angry. David's pregnant. Coopersville, it might've been Dean. And wife and kids were in the car. He says the driver tailgated the family for about 20 miles only inches from his bumper. This, Did he look like a pedophile? This guy seems dangerous. He, I, he clearly wanted some sort of confrontation. Drivers use both lanes fully. Watch this part right here. Until they reach the end of the lane. Drivers reach both lanes, use both lanes fully until they reach the end of the lane, you idiots. This animated video shows how to properly execute a zipper merge in different traffic conditions. Experts agree it's one of the most effective techniques in the playbook to keep traffic flowing smoothly when lanes are blocked. Human behavior that's very difficult to engineer for. The number one safety feature in any vehicle 
is the driver. I get that it's annoying having people merge and you know the fact that another car might be entitled to the lane or you know might merge at a different time than you do, but we're both on the road together trying to get through this construction. David says he managed to escape to the safety of an exit before the situation turned potentially worse. Afterward, he called state police. So I just let him know that, you know, can we have maybe more signage? See, this is a mistake. He should not have done that. The guy was following you. He should have rolled down his window, stuck his hand out the window and fired numerous times or shoot out the back window over the children. That's what I recommend. Can we have more education, um, maybe even enforcement on people who are trying to act as citizen police officers? There you go. Yes, they should have said that the, the cops should just shoot the guy who's it blocking the fucking lane. That was Charlie Tinker reporting. Thank you, Charlie. Um, yeah, I mean, my God, how uh, how how many times do I do we have to go over this? The fact that uh, we're still having this discussion is remarkable. I mean, seriously. If I get over, okay, if you have a one-mile backup, all right, a one-mile backup and a wide-open lane for one full mile, how about we take half of that mile and put it in the lane? All right? And then... Just take turns and keep it all moving. No problem. Jesus. I have, uh, I, I, I've had it with that. And so, uh, quite frequently on 196, um, I'll be going along and, and the right lane ends and it's, it's wide open. And so I just get in the gas as fast as I can, especially if I'm driving my truck and, and, I get closer to the backed up traffic. I get close to it. So I'm just buzzing by just inches from their mirrors. So I'm speeding through there and recklessly driving to actually make them think I'm crazy. Now, if there is someone in the right-hand lane acting like citizen vigilante, I'm going to put it on the shoulder. All right. And that's how it goes. And I, I rip through like the fucking fall guy and then that's it. And then I'm on the horn and my middle finger is out the window at them. Sometimes I even slow up and give them the middle fingers and make sure and then pass and it's, I'm waving it out the window at them. Then I go all the way to the sign where it says merge and then I just fucking cut over and then that's the end of it. That's how I do it. Now, if you assholes can't figure that shit out, that we got to take turns. Fuck you. Okay. And uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers. He's he's one of the big problems. He's the one blocking a lane. This is such bullshit. I, uh, I, I, I can't take it anymore. I don't know why people uh, uh, do this shit. Uh, make life difficult for everybody. The, the zipper merge is absolutely absolutely necessary um concerning this though in the actual um you you can see facebook post from um uh wzzm the message isn't getting through 
Uh, let's see. That's not how Zipper works. It's every other one merges. Not one merges and the one behind them zoom, zooms past everyone else to cut in line. Renee, the whole point is both lanes are used and you zipper merge before the end. So everyone getting in a single file line is not how it's supposed to be done. The person zooming in the left lane is doing it correctly. It should say Eric is doing it correctly. A zipper doesn't work if everyone gets over into one lane. And then dumbass Renee writes, getting over into one lane is literally what a zipper does. Mary gives her the example, an actual graphic to understand. After Renee using both lanes till the end, I attached a picture for you to help stuff to help you see the difference. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get that all those cars have to be in the lane. We're never going to get anywhere. Okay. This is just going to keep happening. We need to have cops there busting people. We need a campaign that says the zipper merge is correct. It needs to say zipper merge is correct. Lane blockers are breaking the law and will be shot. That's what it needs to say. And they should be. That's what they deserve. I hate the lane blockers. Okay. Now, if I'm in Diana's car, I'm less likely to drive like a maniac, but I have done it with her in it. And then I'm giving the finger to truckers, the whole thing. This is, it should say new rules, use the lane, don't block, give truckers the finger, be prepared to shoot out your car window. These are all things that you should be prepared for when it comes to the zipper merge. I am sick and tired of everybody screwing that up. Jesus. All right. Amanda says, if you drive slow and zipper, uh, she, this is this is how it looks on my end. If you drive slow and zipper, the you keep moving. You know, how do you expect to contribute if you're not even writing English? Yeah, you make it difficult. Just read it before you hit enter. You know? And, and she says, you know what I mean? Shut up. No, I don't know what you mean. And for that, enjoy the rest of the show in your band silence, you asshole. There you go. Uh, Jesse says, I used to drive on 76 in Philly, so I'm used to dealing with animals on the road. Eric, just imagine all those people are all the people on Reddit as you pass them. LOL. Oh, without a doubt. I love the people on Reddit, actually. I'm very fortunate to have them. You would not believe. I'm not kidding you, Kenny. If you were to see the spike in in downloads, it's, it's remarkable because I can look at it hour by hour and you can actually measure the moment that it started being talked about on Reddit to the moment that the spike took place on the uh, on the audio downloads. It's incredible. Maureen says, oh, no, bye, Amanda. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, uh, she probably would have told us about pure romance for the rest of the show. 
There needs to be a real time, uh, real time data like red, yellow, green on Google Maps. Green means stay in one lane. Red means zipper. Yellow means spit on each other's windows and bash each other for the win. Jesse says, PennDOT officials say the zipper merge works best when everyone buys in. If someone tries to block drivers from using the passing lane until the merge point, officials say that can make the problem even worse and cause more backed up traffic. Absolutely. These are assholes. Megan, with a great point, you need to put a Trump flag and balls on your truck when you act that way. I love it. I love it. Actually, I want to put a Biden flag and uh, not balls. Like, they got to have a vagina hanging off the back of the truck. Or Liz Cheney. I might end up voting for Liz Cheney. If she runs and she has the chance, I would vote for her. Because she A, she hates Trump. And B, uh, she might be a better solution than Biden. Savage sack lunch. Maybe we just need a sign that says merge point. There is one. There actually is one. There was one in that story that I just showed you. Merge here. Josh says, I'm a traffic engineer. All of this nonsense makes me not have enamel on my teeth anymore. Oh, my God. I could go on and on about this. Seriously. This is this is the big topic. The, the, the topics of the world today are January 6th, uh, Trump, Ukraine, abortion, and zipper merge. Uh, the guy, remember the story about the guy who, um, the two dudes were in the airplane and then they were, uh, they had, they were taking people up for skydiving and then they landed one time and they didn't realize that they had caused damage to the landing gear. They took off again. The people jumped out of the plane to skydive and then they, they're like, oh my God, we need, uh, three wheels down and we only have two wheels down. I think there's a problem. And then uh, the next thing you know, the co-pilot, when they're 30 miles from the airport, is uh, laying in someone's backyard. He is no longer in the plane. He has fallen to his death. Um, now, this has been a mystery because for a while they thought that first it was he jumped out. And then it was, no, 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 he was um, peeking out. Um, at the landing gear, like they opened up a, a hatch and he was peeking out and he fell out. Uh, now maybe not. So the NTSB is looking into this. The co-pilot was visibly upset before he exited the North Carolina plane in mid air. So it might've been, he just freaked out and said, that's it. I'm taking off and just threw himself out of the fucking thing. Now the, the, the plane landed on one. Okay. You're supposed to have two back wheels and one in the front. This pilot, I couldn't believe it. It was incredible. He put the thing down and it's rolling on the two wheels and then it slows down to like half a mile an hour. And then it's on the grass and it just goes plap, like, like gently 
it's, it's fine. I mean, the thing, the guy was so good at putting this plane down. So if this guy did freak out and throw himself out of the plane, I mean, that was a real blunder. I mean, Jesus. You know, I mean, if you're the main guy, the main pilot, like, hey, look, I know you got issues right now, but I'm going to put this thing down, Sully Sullenberg hero style, and you got nothing to worry about. Uh, but I think the guy might have just killed himself. Charles Crooks exited, uh, exited, exited the small cargo plane, Akasa 212-200, while it was still airborne, 30 miles south of Raleigh-Durham Airport. Body found in somebody's backyard. Oh, my God. Can you imagine you're, like, doing the dishes, and all of a sudden... His co-pilot was the only other person aboard the plane unhurt. Following the incident, questions lingered as to whether Crooks fell or jumped out. Two unnamed Federal Aviation Administration employees can be heard telling a 911 dispatcher that the plane was heading to the airport at the time. On Tuesday, the NTSB released a preliminary report. That contains info, does not have come to a definitive conclusion. The guy who landed the plane told the investigators they had conducted two skydiving runs that day and had begun to descend to pick up the third group and they realized they had a problem. According to the report, the main pilot, uh, instructed him to declare an emergency and request a diversion landing in Raleigh. The pilot's like, all right, take it easy. Uh, we'll be fine. The pilot continued flying the plane. Well, the guy jumped out. Crooks communicated with air traffic control as they prepared to land the Casa without the right main landing gear. The pilot told the NTSB that 20 minutes into the diversion to Raleigh, Crooks became visibly upset about the impending hard landing. And it wasn't. It was a perfect landing. And after his final communication to air traffic control, Crooks opened his side cockpit window and puked. So now that's not where he fell out. There's a, uh, have you ever seen like a cargo plane, how the back of it opens up? That's where he fell out. But so he opened up the window. Ah, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm so stressed. And he bleh, barfed out of the side of the plane. In his interview with NTSB investigators, the surviving pilots said he then took over radio communications because uh, crooks puked and, uh, lowered the ramp in the back of the plane and indicated that he felt like he was going to be sick and needed air. According to the surviving pilot, Crooks then got up from his seat, removed his headset, apologized, and departed the airplane via the ramp. Well, that doesn't sound at all like he was uh, looking at the landing gear and fell out. It sounds entirely like he, you know, 
this you got to understand this is a 23 year old and we all know that people under 30 this is how you handle stress now it could be uh your plane is in jeopardy or your pencil lead broke and you have no more lead in the pencil those are equally damaging and both a reason to kill yourself for anyone under 30. That is what people under 30 do. If uh, someone cuts you off in a zipper merge and you're under 30, you are supposed to kill yourself. That is how people operate these days. That is why all people under 30 are in jeopardy of dying. They have been, they've been brought up that way for some reason, not my kids, but enough of them that that might be exactly what this 23 year old did. He said, well, I know you're a skilled pilot and we still have two wheels. And, uh, but the only thing left to do here is kill myself. So that's it. That's what I do. So I think he did that. And he apologized for it. He removed his headset, apologized and just jumped out of the plane. According to the NTSB. The pilot who survived told the NTSB there was a bar one could grab about six feet above the ramp. The pilot's like, okay, the guy gets up, takes off his head, says, hey, I'm sorry. And the pilot's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? And he's looking back and he, and he sees it go down. He said um, that he did not grab that bar before exiting the plane. After he departed the plane, the surviving pilot turned the plane to the right to search for the guy. That sounds pointless. And then informed air traffic control that Crooks had, quote, departed the airplane without a parachute before flawlessly landing at Raleigh-Durham Airport. The examination of the airplane revealed substantial damage to the right main landing gear, landing gear fittings in the airframe structure where the fittings attach. Plane was landed safely. Oh my god, what an what a fucking asshole. When your best alternative is to just throw yourself out of the fucking plane. I mean, who can you imagine if there's a kid in that backyard sitting at the little tykes fucking uh picnic table with the juice bag and uh some lunchables and all of a sudden BAM right on top of the uh the uh a uh, picnic table. The kid's going to be like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. The, 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 what a horrible decision. Now, they're not saying for sure it was a suicide, but come on. I mean, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. This is just crazy. Chris writes, quote, I don't want to die in a plane crash. I'd rather plummet to my death and splatter on the ground. Oh, my God, you're right. That's great, Chris. Thank you. Wow. All right. Well, I guess that's how it is. Okay. Now, on Patreon today, I have an update. Last week, late, we talked about uh, I'll have a number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. The Wendy's employee who got pissed off at the old timer and sucker punched him hard. I even called the Wendy's and asked about quote, the guy Kyler's line 
The guy who ordered a number three knuckle Sammy with a side of brain damage. That story needs to be updated. That'll be on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Kyle from Dumpster Divers is going to join me tomorrow. If you're doing some junk removal or whatever it may be, uh, getting rid of the clutter in your home, maybe you're ripping off a roof and you need a dumpster, get a dumpster that's more affordable. Dumpster Divers Dumpsters, if you are in West Michigan. Uh, despite the fact that Kyle is against the zipper merge, you should still buy a dumpster from him. 616-375-9962 for a Dumpster Divers Dumpster or go to dumpsterdiversllc.com. When it comes to insurance, health insurance, you should never do without it. And there is no excuse for you not to have it these days. Um, Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance is going to help you navigate the insurance process on healthcare.gov, also known as Obamacare. And it's not going to cost you one penny. He'll help you with that. And he's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert and an expert on Social Security. So if you need health insurance, you call Frank. If you are getting ready to sign up for Medicare or retire or Social Security, whatever that may be, uh, call upon Frank. Reach out to him by going to his website, buyinsurancehere.com, and fill out the form. Frank will take care of the rest. Again, his services are free. He makes his money from the insurance company. Don't try to tackle any of these on your own. You can also call or text him 616-914-4070. Um, at Berlin Raceway, I will be there this weekend. Hopefully, Stu McAllister is going to be coming with me. Tickets are $12. You can buy them in advance at berlinraceway.com. I'll be posting on social media today for you to win tickets for this. In addition, one of the winners of the tickets will also win a ride in the pace car to start one of the races. And I'm telling you, you are going to love this. I forgot the name of the old timer who drives in the pace car, but holy shit, Stu and I did this uh, uh, about a month ago, and oh my God. So keep an eye on my social media. You can win a ride in the pace car to start uh, one of the races this weekend. I will be there. Racing starts at 6.30, Berlin Raceway, BerlinRaceway.com. If you want to buy those tickets, just 12 bucks when you buy them online. It's more expensive when you get them at the gate. Uh, under 15 free. Parking free. Awesome. Beer is cheap. You can bring in a cooler with your snacks and your uh, non-alcoholic beverages. Otherwise, you got to buy the beer inside of the gates. BerlinRaceway.com. Great, great entertainment value and so much fun. Love the racing. The asshole of the day. Who is the asshole of the day? Okay. I don't know, man. 
It could be the guy who jumped out of the plane. The zipper merge road rager. Or it could be who I'm writing down right now. It's got to be Aqib Tlaib. And that breaks my heart because I love Aqib Tlaib. But Jesus, man. Uh, brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Asshole of the day right there. And that is my time on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Kenny says the asshole of the day is the pilot who let the pilot jump. He didn't let him jump. He was uh, manning the plane. What is he supposed to use? Go, go gadget arms and keep him from jumping out. You dumbass! How could you possibly get that wrong? It's a dumb thing. Okay. You folks have a great day. And I'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. Till next time. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.